And welcome back to another episode of the Amazing City Podcast. As always, it is your host, Antonio Slater and Jack Ramsey. Uh, Jack, I know you're prepping for some for some fun times with in, in Florida with Hurricane Watch, but still, I got to ask the question. How are things going? Um, They're all right. They, all things considered, they're they're all right. Okay. Um, I don't <laughs> like living in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is my first time having to prepare for myself and not living with my parents or mm-hmm. on a college campus. So, a little more nerve wracking. Sure. I'm sitting next to the window outside, and I see like eight different things that I need to move. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Just a lot of chairs, tables, potted plants. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just prepare for the worst, hope for the best, and go from there. There you go. Uh, no easy way to segue into that, but uh, the Mets are playing a baseball game today. <laughs> uh, but since our Thankfully, last time we're not in Miami. Yeah, thank God. Um, they did clinch a playoff spot in Milwaukee. That was a fun series. That was a fun series. A lot of, I mean, if besides the last game, if the bats are playing like that and the pitching is is doing their thing, you have to feel good about where the Mets are at. And they did the same thing in Oakland, but like that's Oakland. And I still don't know what happened with Degrom. That was the first time I can truly say like Degrom just looked bad. Like it wasn't a he was hurt. It wasn't a he was getting squeezed. It wasn't a soft con. It was just Degrom looked bad. It, it happens. People can look mortal every now and then. Um, but if the lineup is going to perform the way they did in those six games, I feel like you you like their chances going into the postseason. Uh, they still are in first place in the NL East with a one game lead. With was eight games left, nine games left. Jack, yeah, eight games for both. Eight games for both. Okay. Uh, they have same, two with Miami, I, and then it's it's a critical series that is in all likely going to decide the division. Yep, you have two with Miami, three with Atlanta, three with Washington, and the Braves go. They have two more with Washington, three with the Mets, three with Miami. Yeah. So and the, the Mets good thing do with, avoid Alcantara this yeah. series, which and, in theory should line him up. Yeah, they said, um, they said that if – the last game of the season is meaningful. They will pitch out Contra against the Braves. So that's, that's something to kind of hang your hat on. Um, another thing is I get that it's a very close division right now, and it's probably going to be the remainder of the season. But one thing you have to remember is the Mets just need to win one game to win the season series against the Braves. And if they do that, since there's no longer the tiebreaker game, there's no longer game 163 that in, in effect, takes away another number from the magic number. It takes one more game away from it. So if they go into that series with a magic number of, let's just say they take they, they win the two games against Miami, which, God willing, they should, the, the number of eight goes to six. And then it goes, they just win one game. In theory, it goes from six to three, which is huge. Just from winning one game. No, and I mean, I think that's kind of, I think a lot of people are putting a huge emphasis on pointing out the importance of winning your division as you look at the postseason, mm-hmm. which obviously it is huge. But I think another big thing, another big change this year that's being overlooked is there is no more game 163. Yeah. If you, the Mets take 10 from Atlanta, they won game 163. Yeah. 
that is your your one sixty three is that head to head with your divisional rival. So I mean, assuming the the likelihood that the Mets go into Atlanta with the one game lead, if you take one game, let's see if you even go one out of two. You go into that, you leave Atlanta tied with the Braves, but you have that head to head. Right. So at that point, all you have to do is just, God forbid, you can't win out versus the Nationals. <laughs> but you'd have three more. I mean, they rolled over Washington. against the Braves, but they'll they'll wake up for them. That's how, how things go. Yeah. But you'd, you'd have three more with Washington with the season series secured against the Braves, and you'd still effectively be in first place. Yeah, no, absolutely. All, all the Mets really have to do, if the Mets take one game from Atlanta, they're leaving Atlanta still controlling their own destiny, assuming they go in with Elite. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's all you can really ask. We've yeah. been saying that since I think July or August. Go into Atlanta with the lead. Well, granted, we, we said we said get to September with the lead. <laughs> control your destiny. That, that didn't that quite has, work that out. Didn't quite go well. Um, and then another thing is that final Brave series is for for them is in Miami. You would think theoretically. Hopefully, as a Met fan, and really just as a fan of baseball, that they would kind of pick up the pace a little bit, pick up the play, considering it'll be their final games under Don Mattingly. You'd hope that they kind of give that him a fair seemingly send-off. loves him. But what's that? Seems like that team loves him. It seems like they do, but after seven years and only one postseason appearance, it's just you know it, it's time. The guy's old. Are we even are we even really giving him credit for a postseason appearance? It, it, it happened, but it, it happened. It happened. I'm gonna he give won thirty three games. I understand. I understand. What a stupid year. <laughs> it, it was, was a very a, stupid year. Such a fucking stupid year. It was a very stupid year, but it's a year that happened. It was a stupid year for. God knows how many reasons. It is a year that happened. <laughs> it's a year that happened. You can't say it didn't. No, it's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting down the wire. It's it's going to come down to it. I mean, I think you're at the point right now, you've eight games left. Magic number is eight. Um, every game is effectively its own playoff. Right. You know, every game is must win. Yeah, you know, I don't obviously. You know, I don't think anyone expects them to go eight and zero down the stretch, or even really a seven and one, because it's it seemed like, you know, the seven hundred pace that the Braves are on, just come back to reality in September. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that two and four road trip out west. You know, they go to split in Philly, and whatnot. So they've definitely, they've they've definitely seemed to kind of have a reality check of late. But on the same same side, the Mets have not taken advantage of that. Right. You know, if the Mets had can't just if the Mets had just split taking two of three with the Cubs at City Field, your lead is three games right now. I take two or three against the Nationals at City Field. I think Field. that means your magic that number would your magic number would be six, four. Something like that. Right. A hell of a lot lower than eight. That's a, it's a hell of a lot lower than eight. You know, so the Mets are very much in a spot where if they had handled what they needed to handle mm-hmm. against Washington and Chicago, this division would be over. Oh, yeah. And not to say they have no one to blame but themselves, but... I'm going to say they have no one to blame but themselves. They have no one to blame but themselves. Yeah. You know, that the, the play of those two series is the reason this division is still as wide open as it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it has nothing to do with what happened in June because the Mets played damn good baseball. The Braves just went on an 18 game winning streak. It had nothing to do with happening with in, in July and August because the Mets were running at, at a 650 pace and the Braves were playing at like an 812 pace. It was something remarkable. Now it's come down to playing the opponents that you have on your schedule now. The Mets had one of the easiest first halves of September that I think we've ever seen. And let's just face it, they they choked it. <laughs> they, they didn't handle business as they should have and as everyone expected to. But now they still put themselves in a position, regardless of what they did in the first part of this month, where they still control their own destiny. I think that if we're following your prediction, they can go six and two. And I think things should be good if they go six and two. Yeah, I guess I think you just hope that they go six and two and those two losses aren't in Atlanta. You would sure as hell hope so. Because I don't think anyone is expecting them to get swept. It would be damn great to win two out of three in Atlanta. That would be friggin' peachy. But we'll see what happens. You, you lined up your pitching staff, whether they did this on purpose or not, where now you have your top three guys going in Atlanta in some combination of Bassett, Scherzer, and DeGrom. You would think DeGrom bounces back from, again, one of the worst starts that we've ever seen from DeGrom since – I mean, before he was Jacob DeGrom. Basically Texas. Right. Was was that the start where, where Terry had to wrap his arm around? Yeah, him? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was probably since then. It was weird. But, again, you would expect him to bounce back. You like your chance with Bassett and Scherzer. And, again, you would think DeGrom uh, gets back to form. And then you just kind of you go from there. You have – then you go three more against the Nationals. And I guess I would line up – would that line up to Grom at the final day of the year? I think it does. I can pull up fan graphs and see what they have. Because yeah, I guess they I'll usually have this stuff. first against the Braves, right? I believe he does. Let's see. So dot com still has two we determined for. Yeah, the dot com's not going to have it up yet. Yeah, I'm not sure what the order is going to be. Let's see. All right. 2022 Mets schedule. They're currently lined up. Bassett, DeGrom, Scherzer, Carrasco, Walker, Bassett. So it'd be Bassett on the last day. Yeah. I mean, you're not mad about that. No, but what really scares the hell out of me is Taiwan Walker versus Josiah Gray. <laughs> but, you know, you have to get through Miami first. Yeah. That's yeah, Carrasco, we can't, we can't Lopez, we can't Walker, Luzardo. Because if you overlook these two games and you have all your sights set on Atlanta, you lose these first two games, it's done. And it just gets set for the wild card. It does not point. matter what you do in Atlanta if you lose these two. Right. Especially at home. Yeah. Yeah. You have two of your last five games at home. You know the crowd's going to be there. You know the stadium's going to be packed because it's two night games. You got to bring it. Yeah, you just got to hope the team's there. Yeah. And luckily, like I said before, the bats are swinging pretty well right now. Escobar is insane. Alonzo is hitting nukes again. Lindor is hitting line drives all over the place. 
I mean, top to bottom, with the exception of a couple guys that I'm not going to name because especially one, it's just obvious that they suck right now. One through nine, you feel good about the production. Even Vientos are coming in some good spots. I think the big thing with Vientos right now is that um, I should say like he's a pulse. Yeah, you know, he 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 went yeah. yard. Like a bats are seemingly competitive. He's shown that he can still just run into one and hit a nuke. You know, so I really don't think that there's too much reason for concern about him. I mean, he, even if you've been following his whole career, he always struggles right when he gets promoted somewhere. Oops. Mm-hmm. He always struggles once he gets promoted. And, you know, I just, it's it's better than Darren Ruff. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the numbers yesterday. The guy's a 24 OPS plus with the, with the Mets. 24. It's not good. <laughs> and that's with a better trip in Oakland. Like, if you want to know how Darren Ruff is doing with the Mets, just look at that one game where the Mets scored like 15 runs. They had like 19 or 20 hits, and he went 0 for 5. That That's pretty telling. It's pretty telling of, of what he's been doing with this team. Yeah, man. It's what the fuck? <laughs> it's the best way to put it. <laughs> it might be. It's well, his last seven games, he's three for 16. And that's a hot stretch for him right now. Yeah. It's really, it's really not good. No, definitely very not good. Um, he had a multi-hit road trip. Hey, all right. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. I guess. Look at me being the optimist. Yeah, man. Like just going by WRC plus in the month of September. Escobar one eighty three. Alonzo one sixty two. Tomas Nito at one fifty eight. Lindor at one fifty. Nimmo 147, Vogelbach 138, McNeil 126. Like these are guys that you're gonna need these last this last week and into the postseason. And those are the guys that are stepping up big time. McNeil's playing for a batting title. Uh Alonzo's trying to hit 40 home runs, and I don't know at this point he might reach 150 RBI. Lindor is having a career year. I I I think we need to go back to something that I put out a few days ago. Since 2000, Lindor is the fifth National League shortstop to reach 100 RBI. Fifth in 22 years. That's insane. Who would the other ones be? Corey Seager? Nope. Really? That felt like a slam dunk. Trey Turner? Nope. But he, he's, I mean, he's at like 98, so he's going to get there. Okay. Two played in Colorado. Too low. Mm-hmm. Story. Yep. Did Ian Desmond do it? No. Oh. Good guess, though. Maybe, like, yeah. I mean, like, that. those Washington teams were good. Yeah. Ready for the other two? I want to get a couple more guesses in. One played in the state that you're in. Oh, God. Hanley. Yep. Jose never did it. Jose never had more than like 70. 
I don't know. It was Colorado years. Maybe that Miami year. And the final one was Edgar Renteria. See, I was never going to get that. Yeah. I was never going to get that. So since 2000, National League shortstops have 100 RBI. Trevor Story, Troy Tulowitzki, Hanley Ramirez, Edgar Renteria, Francisco Lindor. Corey Seager never did it? Nope. Yeah, well, he's always hurt. Yeah, and that's the thing. Does Seager have 100 this year? I feel like he has to, right? 82. How many? 82. Oh, that's a crap team. It was only a 779 OPS. Really? He's How do you have like bad. 32 tanks and have below 800 OPS? He's only played, it's only the, the, the fourth year in his career that he's played more than 130 games. Wow. 2016, he played 57, 157. 2017, he played 145. 2018, he played 26. Oh, I didn't realize his average down to 247. That'll do it. His, o- his OBP is only 320. Mm. What a shit show in Arlington. Speaking of Arlington, the Mets Brave series might be played there. There's a concert there that weekend. Is there? Miami's open. City Field has no event that week. But they're not going to move it that, up that north. There, there, there's no way they ever would. But I think no. if they cannot get it, it it's there. considered a Braves home series. Well, if they can't get it into the other 29 ballparks. Yeah, what choice do you have? Yeah, unless you're going to go play it in the Field of Dreams. <laughs> It almost feels worse. Yeah, it kind of does. But yeah, if you're just in case you're you're missing it because of the hurricane, it might roll through Cobb County. Uh, and that that, I in that hate case that they play in to... Cobb County. <laughs> Atlanta is in Fulton County. Yep. <sighs> I mean, you have. The New York and New York uh, uh, Giants and Jets, they play yeah, that, in that, East Rutherford, New Jersey. That pisses me off, too. That pisses everyone off. <laughs> but uh, looking at the forecast right now, yep, somewhere around midday, mid to late day on the second, or on the first, mm-hmm. this storm mm-hmm. should roll through Atlanta. So when they... 30 to 35 hour winds. So 30 to 35 mile per hour winds. Holy hell. You said on the first? Yeah. So when they start the series, or that was game, that would be game two of the series. If they, I I feel like in theory they could move it up. Mm-hmm. They both have that mutual off day. Are they both off Thursday? Indeed, they are. You could move it up so to Thursday, theory, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, they could. They make Saturday like a one ten game. They could do that. They could make the. The game's on Wednesday. Uh, Yeah, because the Mets and Braves, they both play at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, so they can move those games up to like 1 o'clock to to help for travel. Move it to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Just give them off day Sunday, I guess? Yeah, or in theory, you could... Well, they'd have to get out of there like that. Right. So, I mean, in theory... You could probably do like a Thursday four ten game, a Friday one ten game, and play the other game at like eleven, 
on Saturday to allow time for them to get out. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, man. As a Floridian, 30 mile per hour winds doesn't sound a lot. But I know it is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, we can't. I'm looking at 75 to 85 this weekend. Oh, my God. Dude. Dude, at least I'm not out in, like, Tampa right now. They're looking at Cat 3 landfall. Yeah, someone was like, why don't they move the games to just Tampa? The Braves, the, the Rays aren't home that weekend. <laughs> Like, dude, that whole fucking dome's gonna rip up and fly away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna I think they're gonna have to find something. Another place. They're gonna have to find games. something. Literally anything. Yeah. Even if it's just like a minorly park, just make it make sure it has major league dimensions. Wow. Chris Bryant with a hundred home plate appearances this year at Coors Field and did not hit a home run. Someone put out, I don't know how true it was. Someone said that he had more tweets this year than the hits at home. I mean, shit, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Ridiculous. You know, as the experts say, tough scenes. Tough scenes are tough. Scenes are tough. You know, we're talking about a bullet dodged. Yeah. And I'll, I'll hand up on that one. I, I said they should have gone after him, and golly, that's... Oh, I think we all did. Yeah. I think it was just, like, assumed that he'd be playing third base for this team, and it, it's a damn good thing that he's not. Because I, I get Escobar has had some struggles this year, but, I mean... His play in September has wiped away. Yeah. Who's going to hit 20 homers? That's all you can really ask. Looking at 20 homers, he got like what? He's got to have close to 60 RBI. Let me check. No. So that's a big moment. And again, this month he's been, it's been stupid. He's got 63. There you go. If you told me that someone who's going to be missing a few weeks because injury and was going to be struggling was still going to hit 20 homers and 60 some odd RBI, I would take that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I mean, absolutely. Plus, I mean, at this point, that's our guy. Good, bad, or indifferent through thick and thin. Oh, that's yeah. Our guy. <laughs> that's our guy. Oh, well, I think are you concerned he's... about the Grom? <sighs> yeah. I am. Um, you know, he's falling, not, I'm not going to say he's falling apart, but he's really kind of starting to hit this rut around 70, 75 pitches. He, um, he got lit up the other day. That's putting it lightly. It's he very McGill-esque. He got shit canned in Oakland. He's very, he's, it's very McGill-esque from last year. Yeah, Tyler would be impeccable through 75 pitches. Mm. But when things fell apart, they fell apart. Yeah. You know, and he struggled a little bit against the Cubs. The Cubs start was weird. The Cubs start was weird because nothing was really hit all that hard. It was just like... in. I think in one inning they had four infield singles. 
a couple throwaways and it's and then you go i think two homers i'm not sure but i think two yeah and the pirates start the Pirates start was a wash because he looked absolutely unhittable and then in the final inning he left a couple pitches over the middle they got a couple singles and then o'neill cruz isn't human and one-handed a back foot slider 425 feet. Did you see his savant page? Yeah, I did. It was like one of the worst outs above average in baseball, one of the worst whiff rates. Hits the ball harder than anyone else. It's faster than anyone else. Yeah. I don't get it. I never want to. He's I fun love to that watch. he's an anomaly. He's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I've always said if he learns to just consistently put the bat to the ball, He's gonna be a lot of fun. He's gonna be special. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like his two home runs against the Mets this year were humans don't do that. It made no sense. He hit he one handed a ball into the Allegheny. (laughs) (laughs) Like can we can we That's a big ass river? Can we talk about that first? And then against the ground, the best pitcher on the planet took the back foot slider, just flicks the wrist, and it goes into the bullpen 425. I don't get it. I don't get it. Kid's nasty. Dude is nuts. Yeah. So that's why like, I'm not really all that concerned about the ground. I get the the points that you're making about how he kind of not hits a wall, but just isn't as dominant once he gets like the 80 pitch range. But if you're telling me that game one of a playoff series, Degrom is your starter, oh, you still feel you great. You still about like that. your chances. Eighty percent of the Degrom is better than one hundred percent, one hundred twenty percent of almost every other pitcher, not named like Matt Scherzer or like Shane Bieber. No, oh, yeah. You just hope it's something he's working through, you know, getting back into the routine of regular heavy innings. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. This guy hasn't picked in like two years. Give him a second. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I was more so so for reactionary fans. Like Joe Beningo. You heard that clip, right? Yeah, he fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion that DeGrom's going to walk, but like, if you got a shot to resign him, yeah, you, you give him the money. I know it's going to cost a, a shit ton, but like, it's, I don't know. They're guys who have no business talking sports who get to do it because they either have funny voices or funny names. Yeah. Or they've, they've done it for a while. And you really think a Sal Lacita is a real person? I don't get me sorry about him. I don't have to worry about him. He blocked me a long time ago. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I definitely um I definitely got blocked for calling him fucking stupid one day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, see, sometimes I try to get blocked, and I just it never works. Like I've tried to get that that bozo over at SMY to block me, it just never has. Oh, uh, Danny Abriano? No, no, no. Oh, Martino. Yeah, that's a guy. No, see, I wish I wasn't blocked by him because like he's actually important sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. 
It's not important now. Oh yeah, it's not the winter time. Yeah. Right now, I was tweeting about his Aaron Judge. I don't care. He either tweets about like Aaron Judge some... or if the or, or if the Mets lose, which is I wonder why that why that is. It's amazing that some some Yankee fans are upset that the Blue Jays intentionally walked Judge in the ex, in extra innings yesterday. As if the Blue Jays don't have the third best record in the American League. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I, I, cry. Cry me a river. I mean, that's what, what, do you, what, what do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect Josh Snyder to do? They didn't get to win the game. No, They're still holding off Tampa Bay for the top wildcard spot. They're playing for home field, which is a big advantage. Yeah. I mean, there is. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Key fans are so stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, they have a three game lead over Tampa for that last spot. Yeah. But Baltimore still hanging on. Yeah, they pants uh, Boston yesterday. You know, part of me thinks I want to see them make the postseason. I would love to see them make the postseason. I'm sure you do because you're wearing their shirt. So true. <laughs> part of me also thinks I can't stomach the idea of part of me thinks I can't stomach the idea of like Jordan Lyles being starting pitcher one in the playoff series yeah that's like I think that would make me throw up yeah a little bit a little bit Man, game one of a postseason series, you have Kevin Gosman against Jordan Lyles, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, and Dean Kramer. <laughs> I mean, hell, Dean Kramer sh- shut out. No, Kyle Bradish shut out the uh, shut out the Astros. That was another weird series. But it's getting down to the nitty gritty in baseball. Final full week of the season. Teams are clinching divisions and posting spots every day. The Guardians clinched the division with 85 wins. <laughs> you know, I, I just think I think the Braves should be moved to the NL Central. They could take the Braves. We'll take the Pirates. I think it's a clean one-for-one one swap. Whenever they... um. Whenever they expand Major League Baseball, yeah, I hope they go to four divisions of four teams and they do like a like north, south, east, east, west. Right. Never have to fucking see the Braves again. <laughs> Give me like the Mets, the Nationals, whatever team they put in Montreal, and the Pirates. Yeah. All you can do with Philly. Fuck them. <laughs> they get relegated. Mets, Nationals, Phillies, Pirates. I'll take it. That'll work. I like it. That's that's a brain of a thinking man right there. I like that division lineup. Looking over at these. Like, we're going to have back-to-back years. Well, it's the Mets or Braves. We're going to have back-to-back years of a 100-win team not winning the division. What's that land at right now? 96? 96. I'm not going to say it's totally possible the Braves don't win 100 games. But 
I think things are a little dicey for them right now. I would say, I mean, I mean, the Strider injury. Yeah. Just, they have not looked as good as they usually do lately. Strider's injury, Morton's kind of hit a wall a little bit. Odorizzi is awful. No, I mean, Morton <laughs> got lit up yesterday. Yeah. Or on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the other, the flip side of this is, or the flip side of your point of Mattingly and the Marlins, you know, potentially playing up against the Mets with something to play for, you know, to send Donnie out on a high note. You know, there's fully a chance they can do the, pull the same stuff against against the Braves. Right, and that's the final home series. Right, and that's well, the Mets are at home against Washington. Mm-hmm. In Washington? No, it's at home. Mets are at home against Washington. The Braves are in Miami. Mm-hmm. And that is a ballpark of horrors. Mm-hmm. And that would be, if you Any and line everything, up the way it is, I guess it would be Pablo Lopez, Jesus Lazardo, and Sandy Alcantara in that final series? I think so. The Mets are lined up for Corbin... Corbin's hurt. He's still talking. Okay, well, they lined up for Corbin's spot, Josiah Gray and Eric Fetty. Okay. With Walker Carrasco Bassett. I feel like, because there is the off day tomorrow, I wonder if they they rearrange it, keep DeGrom on the five days rest, have him start the first game that would line him up for the final game of the season. That's probably exactly what they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if they didn't do that. Yeah. Or when did Scherzer start last? In a, in uh, the second one of the games in Oakland. Was he? I think he started. I think he started the last game in Oakland. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you could move Scherzer up to the final to the first game then. Right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, Friday's the fifth day. Yeah, I mean, you could. I would, So, I, I've talked myself into it. I, I'd be shocked if they didn't move it up or flip-flop their rotation around if Scherzer or DeGrom was not starting game one. Because let's face yeah, it, that first game of the, of the season, of, season, of the series, is pivotal. Because one, you set the tone. Two, if you win the game, you win the season series. And then you go from there. Oh, yeah. I mean, go back to the, the, the five-game set. Buck thought the first game was so important. You had Diaz picks two innings. No, and I think you also, you know, Atlanta is going Freed, Wright, Morton in some order like that. I believe so. You're completely missing Strider. Yeah. Well, Strider you know, might him, be done for the right With him being on the IL, might be done for the postseason. Yeah, well, listen, obliques are. Like, yeah, sure I'm not like even saying this as like a, like, a, like a screw, but like obliques are nothing to mess with. Especially no, from a pitcher, like a, a fireball missed 10 in pitcher. weeks with his. You ten gotta weeks be careful. From now is ten weeks from now. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then Scherzer missed another start because he had he went back in the IL because the left side was tightened up again. He went in the IL twice. I mean, granted, Strider's what twenty three and yeah. Scherzer's thirty eight, so it's a little bit different. But still, you don't want to mess with the oblique. You come back too early. I'm Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard tried to picture the same could, thing, completely yep. tore it, done for the year. You gotta be careful with them. Yeah. 
All right, hot takes. Let's do it. Well, considering last week I said the Mets were not going to win again before we recorded. <laughs> I don't think that one went too well for me. Well, that was a little reverse psychology, so. Today is Tuesday. Today, today is Tuesday. Really hard to say when we're going to record again because I don't know when I'll have power. That's a fair point. I will make my hot takes for the. I will make my hot takes for the rest, just for the the remainder of the season. Okay. So the Mets and the Braves are going to finish with the same record. Okay. I do like that. That's out there. But I'm not going to specify if that's the Mets get swept in Atlanta and beat everyone else in the Braves like shit the bed the last season mm-hmm. series or I don't know. They're both going to go five and three down the stretch. Okay. Or no, Mets will go five and three, Braves will go six and two. Feel less better, less good about that. And that's how the season will end. Okay. Um, so are, are we just going based on like the last, last week or so of the season? I don't like games. I'll go. On the final day of the season, Max Scherzer throws a complete game. Like it. Yeah. Wants the ball. Yeah. Now I'm hoping, I mean, Grant, this is all kind of depending on your You're hoping that's like a Jose Budo start. (laughs) I mean, kind of. That would be be fantastic. But I'm going to say I'm hoping if the Mets clinch the end at least beforehand, we'll be able to record. But obviously we can't set that in stone because we don't know when you're going to have power again. So, again, we're uh, kind of a two-determined when we're going to record again. But you think Mets and Braves will finish with the same record? I'm saying on the final game of the year, sure this was a complete game. We got anything else? Let's go Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. I'd say we talk about football, but I don't think any, anyone of us wants to talk about football right now. All three teams. Broncos won. That's all I can care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two very ugly but somewhat good teams. Yeah, it's kind of a good way to put it. Yeah. But all right, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe again, and subscribe a third time. Make another account, subscribe a fourth time, and then guess what? Get all your fan members, get them together, subscribe on YouTube from their accounts. It's Jack Ramsey, it's Antonio Slater, and as always, LFGM.